For wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast, your weekly uh, one-stop shop for all things wrestling in the great state of Idaho. Thanks for joining us. We are coming at you live tonight on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. My name is Brandon Bainey. I'm just the host. I'm the, I'm the guy that defers to our experts. Let's bring in our first expert tonight, Al Fontes. Al, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, I'm I'm inside where it's warm. Uh, we've we've had a little cold streak here recently. School's been canceled uh, most places the first two days of the week. So it's been crazy over here in East Idaho. Yeah, we've seen some cold, some ice, but it hasn't snowed very much up. You know where we're at. So uh, no canceling school yet. But I can yeah. see. I uh, heard some of the teams coming to the uh, Red Halverson uh, couldn't make it because of the snow. Yeah, over where you're at in the uh, banana belt, we call it, <laughs> over there yes. in the Treasure Valley. Uh, let's also bring in, joining us tonight, Jacob Beck, back after a week off. Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Congratulations Great. on the uh, newborn as well. Thank you. Thank you. He's winning <laughs> yeah. right now, but we're putting up a fight. always uh no doubt uh big thanks to everybody uh joining us uh in the chat tonight as well uh brian zollinger usually hops on with us he was actually officiating tonight he was officiating the duel he said he was going to try and sneak in if he can and we'll we'll keep an eye out for him but uh for now it's just going to be the three of us and of course everybody in the chat and this is where we want to hear your input we want to hear your questions your shout outs we want you, the fans, to kind of drive the conversation. So uh, before we get hopping in the chat real quick, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, however you're consuming this tonight, if you could hit the like button or the subscribe button if you're on YouTube, and then share this as well. Share it, retweet it, let everybody know. It helps with all of that social media algorithm stuff that I don't understand. All I know is the more people that like it and share it, uh, the easier it is for everybody else to find it later on because we have a lot of people that go back and watch it on the replay. People can't always join us live. Uh, we've already got a comment tonight. Bridget says, hi, Jacob. Congrats on the baby. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That a lot of that last as tough as tough as a uh, rider one day. That's a goal. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, even, even one tenth of rider, you're still going to yeah, have I'll pretty good. <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, yes, you had a lot of well-wishers uh, last week in the chat, Jacob. And, of course, you were in the chat as well. You were able to kind of yeah. still be part of the discussion, even though you weren't on camera. So uh, everybody watching tonight, uh, let us know where you're at, who you're uh, supporting, what you're going to be up to, and, and we'll throw your questions up on the screen. As always, we start, though, with the best thing that we saw from the past week. Jacob, I'll go to you first. Well, what was the best thing you saw from the last week in wrestling? I think Caldwell, they might not have won North Idaho, but dang, they wrestled well. They're way better than I thought. So them, and then uh, go individual, Barnhart, locking up a cradle, third period, pinning two-time champ Brunson. North Idaho is crazy. I watched a lot of North Idaho stuff since it was on flow, so that was the best thing I saw probably all weekend. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I know uh... – Amy Scott from Buell was talking about uh, on a separate post a little bit about uh, 
Caldwell, you know, being pretty sneaky and underrated for a team uh, for sure. So we got a lot of people here in the chat tonight. JJ, of course, tuning in from Post Falls. We've got Jalisa and Luke uh, watching from Jerome. Hey, welcome to the chat. Jason uh, is in Weezer, and we've got Zach up in Moscow. So we, we're all over, guys, and that's the point. We want to reach all the wrestling fans statewide. Al, what was the best thing you saw from the last week? So at the Red Halverson, uh, I want to give you know, a shout-out to Minico. They won the uh, team title at, uh, this year over Nampa. It was really close. They had one champ and about 11 placers overall. Um, pretty competitive, solid tournament. Individually, a shout out to uh, at 138s, which is one of the toughest weights there. Uh, of the sixth placer, everyone in that weight group was a returning state placer, along with the uh, kid from Oregon from LeGrand was a returning state champ. But to Manuel Valdez of Bishop Kelly, he wrestled tough, looked solid that tournament, won a very tough tournament because there was a few kids in there that had won early that were returning state placers but didn't place because they got beat in the consos. So a very highly competitive uh, weight group. So Manuel Valdez. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was a loaded weight class for sure. Um, we've got in the chat here uh, a couple of people. David, uh, David and Michaela, of course, representing Minico. Kayla is here from Blackfoot tonight. Gotta love the Broncos. The green and black. It's one of my favorite color schemes of all the teams uh, around the state of Idaho, the Blackfoot Broncos. Zach says the best thing he saw last week was coming home to Pocatello from refing a duel. Oh no, he's coming home from Pocatello right now from refing a duel in grace. Thanks for the entertainment on the drive home. Hey, Zach, first of all, thanks for joining us. And remember both hands on the wheel. All right. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you. Uh, we don't want you distracted driving. Uh, Travis is watching tonight from Richland, Washington. How about that? Uh, we've got uh, an out-of-stater. Um, Tri-Cities. Yes. Uh, can you name the other two? Let, let's ask Al. Let's quiz Al. Al, can you name the, the Tri-Cities in Washington? Richland's one of them. Do you know the other two? Uh, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> you've got you've got Pasco, Pasco. And, and Kennewick. I had to go to Kennewick. Uh, my younger brother made uh, regional all-stars baseball one year, and it was in Kennewick. So we had a good time over there for sure. Um, okay, Paul Kingsbury, our boss, he's watching tonight from CUNA, representing the cavemen. Okay, and we've got our first kind of question of the night as well, guys, from uh, Preston the Champ. He says, how about that 160 weight class, Jacob? At Minico. 4A, 5A, what's, what's yeah, I don't know. Pre going? Pre yeah, Preston, you want to elaborate? Is there a specific classification? We can talk 160s in quick. general too, but let's let's cover both. Let's let's do 5A and 4A. <laughs> yeah, Got me off guard point. already. I was trying to pull up everything that I had. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> My gosh. Hey, Al was at Red Halverson. So I can tell you, Red Halverson, um, Jonathan Siemens from Nampa won the won the uh, tournament. He beat uh, Paxton Twist of Minico, who was number one in the four A's, number two. We got some up and coming kids, uh, Calvin Fillmore from Rocky Mountain. He's a senior. Uh, went to state last year along with Joseph Hitler from Bishop Kelly. Uh, two solid kids that are going to be contenders to place in state. Uh, you know, Bishop Kelly also had another kid place that weight, Saya Thompson. Uh, 
and then a kid named Ben Hill from uh, Shelly. So it was a competitive weight. We're seeing a lot of new faces that potentially can medal this year. Is Saya going up to 60? Is that going I don't have – I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Come on now. Yeah. What's that? Um, I said, come on. I know. Well, I heard that was a wrestle-off, so I, I don't – I said there's a probability it could happen, but I haven't heard anything on the contrary. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, go Blackfoot ahead. kid's back, right? Uh, Guerrero from Blackfoot. He's in the mix now. Kind of back from injury a little bit. I think he was a little beat up. He'll be he'll be tough. I don't think he got a wrestle state tournament last year. Got sick. Yeah. Could definitely be wrong. Could have been two years ago, but I'm pretty sure last year he couldn't wrestle. So he's at least back this year. Yep, for sure. Um, okay. I uh, also wanted to touch on the bet the best thing I saw from the past week. This is a guy that uh, is very acclaimed, kind of falls through the cracks sometimes, but he came out and won at 132 at Red Halverson. That's Carson Exford of Nampa. Uh, he ended up beating Anthony Williams of Bonneville in the finals. Um, and I just wanted to give Carson Exford of Nampa a little shout out, a little love. Cause uh, man, he's, he's pretty awesome to watch. So that's the best thing I saw from this past week. Chris hunt says 38 at Minico was crazy deep. Al, you were talking about that a little bit and you, uh, you, you're, you're my data guy. You're always crunching the numbers and you always come well prepared with some, some enlightening math for us. What did you, what did you find this week as you were doing your research? So of the top 10 teams, uh, uh, seven of them were ranked in the respective divisions at state. Plus you had LeGrand who took third and all eight of their placers are ranked in their uh, 4A division in Oregon. Very competitive team. Of all the individual champs, nine of them came from the 5A division, four or six came from the 4A. And of the 15, eight were ranked number one in the respective division, whereas Six were ranked number two, and then we had one kid ranked number three in his division. If we um, go break it down to uh, of the 90 placers, once again, when, when you go by grades, seniors, juniors, sophomore, it was about the same. About 40% were seniors, juniors about just over uh, a third, and then the remaining 25% uh, was freshmen, sophomores. And, you know, once again, LeGrand had eight of those placers. Of the return of the placers, 42 returning state placers from uh, the four different divisions. And of the four divisions, the 4A had uh, 43% of, of those placers. Um, several state qualifiers placed 24. Um, All Americans, we had 11 that either placed at Fargo, folk style nationals, uh, preseason nationals. Uh, of the kids ranked in the state, uh, 70 were ranked in their state. And like we said, 138s uh, was a solid weight along with 120s had six returning state placers, as well as uh, 220s had was a pretty competitive weight too. Five of the placers were returning medalists from their respective division. So overall, a solid tournament. Yeah, that's uh, couldn't have said it any better myself. A solid tournament for sure all right here's troy hobbs my, my man from south fremont what are you guys thoughts can anybody beat fulmer this year me i don't think so ha 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 and that is uh the great teton uh timberwolf Riker fulmer at 170 what do, what do you think jacob no chance not 3a <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, you gotta wrestle and you gotta show up and things happen but no way <clears throat> i I would like to see him wrestle Laguna, 
Hudson Rogers, those guys, that'd be great to watch. But three A, no way. Tournament of champions, I'm telling you. Yep. All star duels. We got to get something going there for sure. Uh, Zach Phelps talking about uh, Red Halverson at Minico. Two twenty at Minico was fire. Al, do you concur? Yeah, I mean, you had uh, five of the six placers. The top five were all returning uh, state places, whereas Eli uh, Adderton of Highland was a returning state champion. You had Vale from Minico, state champion. Uh, Preston Colvin from Skyline is a returning finalist, two-time placer. And then Dylan Adderton of Snake River. And then Cash Weeks both placed in uh, their divisions as well. So yeah. solid weight. Definitely. Uh, Jacob, you were talking about a little earlier about uh, Blackfoot kind of getting back to health. We know Buell has been yep. affected by injuries the last several weeks. Brig Blake wants to know any injuries this week that might matter at state. And maybe those in the chat uh, can maybe enlighten us a little bit too. I didn't hear of anything super major, but Al, you were also uh, keeping an eye on things. Any big injuries? Nothing significant. I mean, kids are banged up. There may be some injuries, but um, I haven't heard anything that's uh, basically saying they're not going to compete at the district or try to make it to the state. I haven't heard anything like that, like out for the season. uh, Just going like some of it. Snake River's heavyweight, a little slow, hasn't wrestled in a while. Some of it, probably his leg, I think. I think one of the Brunson, the older Brunson, a little hurt, a little banged up, but nothing yeah. to be out for the year there, there's yeah. a couple of those like tougher kids that maybe right yeah uh, i mean we had some kids that medical forfeit out at the tournament that may have placed six i don't want to comment because i don't have enough information to say for sure what it what it is so um they're all tough kids they're gonna they'll get through it yeah so david and michaela from uh minico uh say that they were uh Cooper Stimson broke his elbow. Ugh, I hate that's to tough. hear that. That's that's so disappointing. Um, but it comes with the territory sometimes. So, um, okay, we've also got in here uh, Amy Scott, our great Buell fan. Younger. Riley is younger. So, <laughs> How many minutes? <laughs> right. Um, I said big. Yes. Yeah, right. Talking size, not not age. Jed says South Fremont would have loved for Eli Anderton to beat Vale at the Tiger Grizz. Could have really done us a solid there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what makes uh, wrestling so great, right? You never know how it's going to shake out. But um, also, we were exactly, exactly. We were talking about um, wanting to see uh, Fulmer maybe match up with Laguna. Idaho Wrestling News says the IdahoSports.com Tournament of Champions. Let's make it happen. Yeah, we would love to do it. Uh, you know, we got to clear a lot of red tape though with the state <laughs> to get that to get that off and running. So a lot of red tape we got to clear for sure. Paul's but, in the chat. Maybe we could. He's, he's right. Right. He push it. I'll put that on his plate. He can he can spearhead, he can spearhead that effort for sure. So um, um, I also got a chance to see uh, 145 DJ Nieder, Idaho Falls, a sophomore. Uh, he's the real deal. He's a real deal. Solid kid. He uh, pretty much handled the kid from Snake River, who took fourth in the state. Gary Hunter. It was uh, he's solid. So 
he will definitely be a force to be reckoned with in the years to come if he continues on that trajectory. Yeah, and, and we talked another to solid kid too. Jaden Skellinger is really, I mean, he's primarily been freestyle Greco all these years. He's done some collegiate style, but now this is his first year. He's really starting to adapt to the style, looking solid, and he pretty much dominated the competition. Yeah, and we've talked about this all year long, Al, about the underclassmen that are coming in, right? Freshmen and sophomores that are really uh, stepping up and, and competing well at such a young age. And again, that's just a testament to all of the club work they're put, putting in and even up through the middle school ranks. They, they're they coming to high school, Al, you know, in other sports like football and, and maybe, you know, baseball and things like that. You know, there is a little bit of an adjustment period and a learning curve, but in, in wrestling, it seems like we're, these guys and gals are stepping in from day one and, and more than holding their own. Yeah, if we look back when I competed back in the 70s and early, you know, the 80s, we had to use a VHS tape that someone gave us to look about, or, you know, watch a wrestler's technique or, you know, there was no YouTube. There was no none of this, uh, you know, social media today. You have access to every wrestler on the face of the planet, the best ones, and learn. It just had a, you know, one keystroke away. So that's helping a great deal, too. It's just a, the source of information and technique is being spread uh, throughout the world. And it's just, that's valuable. It was two in the morning last night. I was watching live wrestling in Europe. Like, <laughs> I, I was up. Yeah, so, I was know. watching the Ivan Yerigan and uh, Krasnyar Siberia, that tournament. You see the match with Sadakov? Yep. Oh, just solid wrestling. So, you know, now all these kids got, you can be eight years old and watch at any moment. You can sit on your phone. They all probably have phones at this rate. You know, some eight, eight, nine, ten year olds have their phone, social media, flow, Twitter, all that, Instagram, everything. Just, it's easy. So it's yeah. almost a break now, some of these underclassmen, like high school. Yeah, yep. and, and and that helps engage everyone with wrestling at, at a young age as well and get them interested and get the flame lit, so to speak, uh, with the with the younger age group as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I always love talking about the underclassmen and because we talk about all of these great athletes that have a chance at the very rare four-state titles – in all four years club. Well, you don't get there without starting right away at that freshman sophomore level. So um, yeah, that, that'll be fun. That'll be a state storyline of course, is to see, you know, which members of the four time champion club can get there and um, join the ever growing list. Uh, okay. So let's talk about uh, there was some other competitions as well. Including a pretty big one up north, the North Idaho Rumble. Um, Al, did you get a chance to dissect any of the results from up north there? No, I did not. Um, as the years go by, I'll get more and more privy to what tournaments are what through the years. So, I mean, I was at Red Halverson, and and our girls were at the uh, tournament in Burley. So that's was where my focus was. So, no, I didn't get a chance to look at it. I mean, really, all you need to know is Post Falls got 13 guys into the semifinals. <laughs> I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy, isn't it? <laughs> that, Jacob, did you have a chance to break anything down from the North Idaho Rumble? 
I think I watched the majority, especially finals. I watched. I mean, they stream it live. So, I post falls is their twos might actually give Meridian a lot of trouble. Before in the beginning of the year, it was oh, it's Meridian, maybe post falls. As it goes, they got some pretty tough guys as seconds. <laughs> that you know, they're not even scoring points yet. Post falls won that tournament easily. They're not even scoring points. But yeah, Caldwell looked great. I mean, even Buell. I think Buell was down. I don't know. Hopefully, Amy or Fred, somebody could tell me exactly. But I think four of their starters didn't even wrestle, at least that I know of. And they still were. They're still as strong as ever. Yes. Um, There's some good stuff that happened up there. Yeah. Post Falls wins. uh, They have won. So there's 13 times there's been a North Idaho Rumble. This was the 13th annual. Post Falls has won 11 of the 13 in the history of the event. They take first again. Uh, Taking second was Caldwell, as you said, Jacob. I I thought they were really impressive, and Buell ended up taking third. In terms of, like, individual results, I I thought, you know, Grayson Williams of American Falls getting a win at 138 was pretty good. Um, In his way, right? Yeah. Um, he, he pinned a kid from Lake City, uh, Blaine Leonard. Uh, I also thought uh, a pretty uh, exciting one was uh, Matthias McLean from Priest River getting to the finals against uh, Trevor Miller. He's going to play football for the University of Idaho, and uh, he's, he's a guy that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit this year, so it was kind of cool to see Matthias McLean from Priest River get to the finals uh, against Trevor Miller from Post Falls. Yeah. Well, yep. There's a lot of good – there's a lot of tough matches, I mean. Draven Johns beating Orr in the semis. That was a good one. Like, really, really good one. I think they're one and one now. So yeah. There's, there's some good stuff. Definitely. Um, okay. So here's, uh, we got some more uh, comments coming through into the chat here. Sam says Post Falls had 10 in the finals. Bethany says, yes, 10 into the finals for Post Falls. Jed says Post Falls number two big guys are going to score a ton of points. Uh, at state, and we talked about that. They and Meridian are kind of headed for this showdown at state. Amy says Buell was down six starters up there in North Idaho and still, you know, delivered a pretty great performance. So that was pretty good. Um, two defending state champs, yeah, two defending state champs, a couple other guys <laughs> that are, yeah, still a good showing. Yep, that's tough for sure. Alfonso, he's he's always quick with the quips, he says. No smart comments tonight. Just letting you know I'm supporting. Hey, thanks, Alfonso. You're one of the diehards here for sure. Um, Okay, Bugsy's got a couple of interesting comments here. Bugsy says, Tri-State and Raleigh Lane, still the two toughest tournaments. I would agree with that. I'm not going to. Now, which one is more difficult between those two? Al, I think it's Raleigh Lane, right? I don't know. Tri-State's good, Um. but. I'd have to look at the data and just do an analysis on it. But I, you know, I, I like, I, I know Tri-State is tough. So I think they're right in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's, it's uh, splitting hairs essentially. And Bugsy says, uh, uh, Kayla says Tiger Grizz was a fun one. Yes. Tiger Grizz is also very good. Um, Bugsy says he wants to see a 32 man, one division state tournament, top eight place. Jacob, you're nodding your head. What do you think yeah. of this idea? If California can do it, we can do it. So I came from that system, and I can tell you, having 980 high schools in one state division that takes three or four qualifiers to get state, by the time you get to state, the first round could be against 
two All-Americans. I mean, right away. It is Division One type wrestling. So, uh, yeah, it would be great. I know some of the weights, <laughs> we'd see tough matches in round one or two if we did that. Especially awesome, at 120s, so 126, 138. Yeah, yeah, Al, can you explain that a little bit, how California does it? Because there's so many schools and so, so many the, competitors. Yeah, there's well over 900 high schools throughout the whole state. There's 10 sections. The southern section is the largest down in this SoCal, um, just north of San Diego, just south of uh, – uh, uh, Baker, uh, Bakersfield, they have close to 400 and some high schools. So for that, that division alone, they have to go through their league, which is a district. They have to go to their CIF, which is the divisional. It's a 40 man bracket. Then they, all the divisions go to a master's meet, which is a 40 man bracket. Then you got to go to state. This is a 40 man bracket. So that's the largest, but a majority of them have to go through a league subsection masters in state. So it's it's a it's a grind just to get to the state tournament. You're always worried about kids getting injured. But by the time you get to the state tournament, their average kid would be like us taking the top eight, the top four divisions in Idaho, wrestle them, take the top eight from that. That would be your average kid in California state tournament. Then you got a layer above that, which is your, you know, your elite guys like um, uh, Stephen Abbas or or someone of that level, Eric Guerrero's, or, um, you know, Figueroa, who's at Arizona State. You have that next layer above that. So that's what it's like there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a grind, Bugsy says, part of Tri-State being tough is the grind of the environment of the small gym, not a huge building with plenty of space. Can, Jacob, can you talk about that a little bit, the the venue where you're at? What do you, what do you prefer? Do you like something a little bigger? You like the band box where everybody's on top of you. I mean, personally, for me, I'd rather be able to spread out, get comfortable. <laughs> but, I mean, as a fan, it's probably a little better in tight, close personal. Yeah. Everybody's there, you know. Yeah. Way, way better that way for a fan. But coaching, competing, way easier to keep everything kind of under control. You know, spread out, relax, have your spot, get a nap, all that. So this is just my opinion. Um, the one division state tournament is great, but so many great wrestlers never medal. Um, I do like the divisions. Um, gives more kids the opportunity to grow and, and place at state. But at the end of the day, the best kids will be recognized by the college. Everyone in the division one, two, and three or whatever knows where the best kids are. These are the kids going to Fargo. They're going to uh, – Super 32, they're going to those high-level terms. They know who the best kids are. So it, it, I like the divisions, to be honest with you. But as a fan, it's great to see the one division. Yeah, I, I think we it would just be an add-on. We, we would, everybody would still be recognized for winning their respective classification. And then this would be, all right, let's let's really figure out who, who the top dog is. Uh, Bugsy says, amen from the back row. I think he's talking to you, Jacob, talking about – Wanting to be a little more spread out and uh, not so congested for sure. Um, okay, Zach has a question. Is 120 the deepest weight across all divisions? We talked about this a couple weeks ago at Raleigh. We, we talked about 120 at Raleigh Lane Owl was by far the most difficult. And, and we were even missing a couple of guys that were competing out of state that week, right? 
Yeah, I, it's one. I mean, Jacob, you you know you you. I mean, you look at this. You got some of the guys. These are guys ranked nationally. Like two or three guys are ranked nationally in that way. Well, you got we Colton Burton. You got Mauger. Um, you got Diedrich Navarro. I mean, those are all guys going D one. That's just alone would make well, I mean, that way tough if it's all together. Yeah, it's one of the toughest. You take, well, you take Coulter going to Oklahoma State, Mauger going to Mizzou, Deidre going to Northwestern, but then you add Martino beat Burton, but then my nephew Talon major Diedrich, and then Diedrich beat, I mean, last week at Red Halverson in the finals, I mean, Tucker Bowen's two-time finalist, Fargo All-American, like <laughs> as a whole, 120 by far. And that was a great way too, uh, between, you know, uh, Martino and, and Bowen. It was just great. It was great competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talonek from Thunder, Diedrich Navarro from Nampa, uh, Mac Mauger from Blackfoot. Uh, you talk about uh, at three Packer, he all yeah, yes. Packer from South Fremont, Coulter Burton, um, you know, this is by far the, the deepest weight class, um, regardless of classification and considering all of the classifications, even Balmforth from Shelly. He's a guy we've been talking about. I mean, he has long, wins maybe. in there. I mean, he's beat two of those guys that are mentioned. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, Cooper Stimson of Minico was at 120. And of course we heard the, the awful news that he, he's done for the season now with the broken elbow. And then even like when you look at the two a guys um, that are competing, you know, you've got some like, you know, uh, Carson Hill from North Fremont is pretty good. Gage Vasquez from Firth is an incredible athlete. Uh, Tucker Bowen soda, right? Yeah. He looks solid though. He, him and Navarro had a good match in the finals at 120. At That's one of my guys. So I was watching him close. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, <laughs> Everybody, Koi Orr, his brother wrestles Division One. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's crazy. just no no shortage of talent at 120 for no. sure. So, um, okay, oh geez, Bugsy now really going. Okay, so Bugsy had the original idea of a 32 man bracket, you know, top eight place. Uh, he says now, what do you think about a 64 man bracket? Four combined divisions for a one division state tournament. That way kids can still compete. He says it sucks when there's a two A state champ and someone says, Yeah, but it's two A. Two A does get dismissed a lot. It is what it is. There's good competition at 120 across the board in all divisions for sure. Jacob, what do you think? 64 man bracket. <laughs> that's that's taking That'd it up make a little use level. of our three day state tournament. Yeah, three three day tournament yeah, for sure. Yep. Do three eight three day tournament and so <laughs> way you would do it. You would go to di you would have your district tournament. Your your per se divisional state tournament would be your uh, sectional. Then you would send you know go to go to state from there. That's yeah, how they can do it. Three it's crazy. Uh, probably never going to happen. But nope. I mean, uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drink the water. <laughs> hey, I'm all. I'm all for it. I, I have no comparison because I'm still I'm like Al. I'm kind of a newbie to Idaho. So I, I'm all I'm all for it. We're we're those darn out of staters that are coming and changing everything, Al. <laughs> as a as a coach, I like the divisional state tournament. Okay. Yeah. The one division is very stressful. Yes. Uh yes. okay. Zach Zach has a comment here. Uh, speaking of arenas, venues, and three-day tournaments, not to beat a dead horse from previous episodes, but we really got to get state into the Kibbe Dome so we don't have to do this three-day business. More than enough space 
at the Kibbe Dome. You know, I had an interesting conversation with uh, with one of our North Idaho broadcasters, Ryan Skaggs. He and I do the North Idaho prepcast every week where we talk about just North Idaho sports. And um, he, he's got a strong wrestling background. He told me that it's not likely to come back to the Kibbe Dome anytime soon because um, they do a big jazz festival, I guess, right around that time of year. And so that's always the university's priority is making sure they've got enough um, infrastructure to handle this jazz fest that takes place every year. So that's, he told me that's why wrestling probably won't. And, and Zach maybe knows more about that living in Moscow, but that's, that's one of the big things I heard was that there's like a jazz festival that always happens uh, that time of year. And that's what U of I is. Oh, and Zach just said Jazz Fest moved to April. Okay, so no excuses now. No excuses. We can go back to Moscow uh, for sure. Um, okay, Jeremy says, lots of 2A kids getting scholarships these days. Maybe not D1, but still good. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of good wrestlers at the 2A level. And again, it is kind of that out of sight, out of mind. We're really 5A, 4A, 3A focused. And there's a lot of good kids from 2A that fall through the cracks let's give let's give love to one two a wrestler here who's your favorite two a wrestler jacob Mm, i'm gonna go with well a year ago i would have said uh kyle rice that guy's pretty tough i can't i can't pick him no more see (laughs) i'm going bias i love love me some tucker bowen i see him a lot so i'm gonna go tucker bowen or Hans Newby, because he's going for the old four time. That's who I was going to say was Hans Newby uh, from Grace. Grace Grizzly um, is my favorite. Al, do you you don't get to see a lot of the two A guys because you're coaching well, at Rocky well, Mountain? Yeah, one kid that really impressed me. He was at 138s. Uh, he beat one of the kids I coach, uh, uh, Hyatt Beck of Aberdeen. He mm. is a solid kid. I mean, he's placed six and third at the state tournament. Uh, currently ranked number two in the two A. Uh, I'd keep an eye on that kid. He's solid. If I was a college coach, I'd be paying attention to him. He's got a lot of potential, real good build, solid wrestling for 138s. Athletic. Very athletic. Tough to beat. He took fifth at Red Halverson. However, that was one of the toughest weights there. So he could have easily been in the finals. Yeah, he had close semis, right? That kid from Oregon. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, more questions coming through here in the chat. Um, we've got RJ Frank wants to know why did they decide to go uh, to a three-day state tournament? It went to it went to COVID affected it a little bit, right? We had to split it up, but but when when did that change officially happen, Jacob? When we went to three days, I would assume because you know? of girls. Yeah, I, I have I have no idea why it changed. Or when what Al, Al probably knows way better about that than I do. Um, I would say it's logistics with the addition of girls. It's growing. Um, I don't want to speak for them. I wasn't in that meeting, but I would say it's a time time issue and and just a number of uh, boys and girls wrestling that's going to be taking place is going to require that. Um, we'd have to go to a bigger arena. If we're going to go two days or run it like we did the Raleigh Lane, where it's it's fluid all the divisions going at the same time Yep, on 15, 16 mats. Continuing our two-way conversation, Jeremy Shaw, 
Uh, I think I, I know there's some Shaws in, in New Plymouth. Jeremy, you tell yeah. me if you're from New Plymouth. I, I think you are. Looking to see, uh, looking forward to seeing Beckett State. Uh, oh, go Jacob Shaw. Okay, duh. I should have just finished reading the comment. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> and Caleb, probably other son, right? Yes. And, and Bugsy says, uh, Wallace Durfee from Declo making noise. The Declo Hornet. So that's another 2A guy there. Uh, Bridget says uh, she thought it was a Ford Center issue, the the Idaho Center in Nampa, and that's why we had to go to three days. Uh, maybe not enough room. I don't know. Tough to say. Uh, Jeremy says, yes, he's Caleb and Jacob's dad. So there you go. Um, okay, we're getting more questions in here. Uh, Alfonso asked a question. Pick one guaranteed champ in each division. Who do you pick? Al, I'll let you go first. Jaden Skellinger, 152s in the 4A. Bishop Kelly. Jacob, you got one? Hobbs. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. You stole mine. Okay. This is why I should I let uh, – I, sh I should go first. <laughs> um, yeah, you're the man with the mic. You got to get it. That's right. Um, I will say – Man, I gotta I gotta go with one guy. I'll go with my guy from Lewiston, Hoyt Haas at 126, 5A. That's what I'm gonna say. I feel I feel pretty good about that. So there you go, Alfonso. Go, uh, oh, go ahead. Mara, Bidelman, Hobbs, uh, Hans Newby. <laughs> okay, there we go. Jacob's giving us a little bonus content here. Daniel Concrete. wants <laughs> Daniel wants to know what is the most open weight class heading into state without a clear podium line what kids look like they could break through and find themselves on top jacob is there is there one where you're just like man i have no idea who's gonna come out of this thing maybe 5a 9195 it's uh, a good one there yeah I, most 98s too like because they're just they're young freshmen some are small you don't really know I don't know. I, I'm going to go 5A and 195 just because that one's tough. Al? <laughs> yeah, I agree with them. I'll agree with them. 98s, maybe 95s. I mean, even at Red Halverson, of all the freshmen that placed, six of the nine were, were at 98s. So they're all ranked in their state, but it can go either way for a lot of these weights. Yeah. I was no clear cut kid yet. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I was kind of looking at 4A170. There's a lot of good guys in that weight class. You know, uh, Kyson Anderson from Minico, Sorensen from Bonneville, uh, Zollinger from Skyline. I don't know. It's, it seems like a pretty good one to me, but that's yeah, what there's, I'm going. there's a couple. I mean, maybe. Zollinger weight. did beat Anderson of Minico at Red Halverson for third and fourth. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of good guys in that weight class, I feel like. Um, okay. Uh, oh, we've got people in the ch in the chat here answering the questions too. Um, Max, Mac Mogger, that's kind of a guaranteed. I don't know. Uh, we talked about that weight class being tough. Uh, Troy Hobbs says Fulmer from Teton, 170. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Oh, and Bugsy says Mogger at 126. Uh, oh, no, no, Mogger at 120. See, there's some debate over where Mogger's going to be at eventually. definitely 120 um yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> bethany and diane um say or bethany says 
5A 145s, she thinks, is pretty wide open. Uh, yeah, I think Mara's one of the top candidates there. It'll yeah. be tough to beat. Now, is Mara going 52, though? Good question. I think he's been up because it's like Cody Rich, uh, the Garrett kid from Mountain View, Damian Hamilton, my guy. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him in the chat. His dad. So, yeah, I'm missing him. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Giuseppe Guerra from Mountain View, yep. possibly there at 145 as well. Um, Bethany says Mara's at the 52. Is yep, uh, I agree with that. Troy Hobbs uh, says his his guaranteed uh, Banta 106. That's a pretty good pick there. Um, and Chris Glasscock from South Fremont says 3A heavyweight is pretty open. Yeah, if if the Snake River heavyweights hurt, I mean, and the South kid beat him twice, pinned him, so don't really yeah. know at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I would sure. I would have bet on Snake Rivers till till season started a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting question for sure. Here's another uh, good question. Um, JJ up in Post Falls asks, uh, you guys mentioned programs slash clubs for respective high schools being huge to building their programs. Who's on y'all's radar? Uh, Jacob, so with clubs, you get kids from a lot of different schools. Could be all at the same club, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they come from pretty much, I don't know. Like So mine... I have Thunder Ridge, AF, Soda, Pokey, Highland. You know, there's there's a bunch of bunch of schools that come, but if you're just going off of that, you probably just say uh, real life. So that's Post Falls Feeder, Lakeland area, Team Real Life. Uh, I mean, the West has it easy, not, not easy, but has it better with Chris Owens being over there. Levi Jones run a lot of stuff. Um, Zollinger. In East Idaho, it's been doing it for a long time. Twin Falls, uh, used to be Delchev, but now I don't know what they go by. But Staker, there, there's a lot that are helping. I think as a whole, club the club stuff's really pushing it. You know. Yes, uh, Al, you're nodding your head. I know you've uh, you've got a lot of respect for Chris Owens and what he's done for Idaho wrestling, right? Yeah, there's a lot of great coaches uh, that don't get you know that make a big difference, but he's leading the charge uh, with what he does with Idaho USA wrestling. So um, yeah, he's doing a lot. Uh, What he does is a full-time job, (laughs) seven days a week. (laughs) Yep. No doubt. Uh, Jimmy train joining the chat. He says in three, a fruitland is a big sleeper. You know, we've been talking about uh, Buell and South Fremont and American Falls. And where, where do you see Fruitland fitting into this 3A picture, Jacob? I think they could go third. I think third, fourth, fifth, sixth is the race. One, number one, South. I, I watched your other prep, your other Treasure Valley one. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Scott Burton. Yeah, I watched it and he was in agreement. It's, it's pretty much South unless Buell has a few things go their way. But South, Buell. Fruitland, Snake, American Falls, maybe. Like, there's there's a lot that's going to happen. Fruitland's tough, though. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, so our uh, listeners know we, we have a regional 
podcasts we do every week for each area of the state, North Idaho, Treasure Valley, Magic Valley, East Idaho as well. You can find all of those on our website, idahosports.com. And yes, I was talking to Scott Burton uh, on our Magic Valley Prepcast. He's he's also the athletic director at Jerome High School, and they hosted Buell and South Fremont in a little tri-meet last week, and he was pretty blown away by what he saw uh, coming in, you know, as a 4A guy, right? Um, and so he had nothing but good things to say about both Buell and South Fremont for sure. So, yeah, that was a fun little try that got uh, scheduled up there in Jerome last week. Jeremy says, hats off to any of these guys putting the club time in to get these little guys going. Now that you're talking about all those unsung coaches that are really molding these outstanding wrestlers that then we're seeing at the um, high school level. Yeah, that's Jimmy's- who I'm talking about. There's a lot, you know, Chris is running, leading the charge, but there's a lot of coaches out there putting in that extra time year round and getting their kids to these competitions, letting their kids go to the best on best or whatever turn up, you know, areas where these kids can train together in the off seasons, making a huge difference. Yeah, and Bruce Bruce echoes those uh, thoughts. Any high school team that is successful has a great club program. Uh, Chris Owens does an amazing job statewide. Yeah, no, nothing but uh, agreement there across the board. Jimmy wants to talk about Fruitland a little more. He said Fruitland beat Buell at the Gooding Duels without McKenzie and their second team. Lots of depth. So we know, you know, South Fremont's got the dudes at the top. Can, can Fruitland's depth counteract that? Jacob South the problem is South has all the champs and they're they have depth they have a lot of guys that are going to score like their twos are good Fruitlands went over Buell though like did Jace Bauer wrestle did Riley Brunson wrestle did the Finley guys the Finley brothers wrestle like there's a couple not saying that they didn't beat them or they wouldn't beat them with but I'm saying like Buell's a hard one to think about because they have I mean, six guys didn't compete up north, and they took third. So right, they're there. It's weird, like that. Fruitland is good, though. I think we talked about them two weeks ago, maybe yes. last week. Fruitland stuff. Yep. Uh, yes, Buell is the the fly in the ointment in terms of uh, trying to figure out what what the landscape looks like because we haven't been able to see their complete unit for some time. Um, here's another question from Vincent Martino: Across all divisions, which team? We'll have the most state champs. Al, you got you got an idea on this? Post Falls and Meridians may have will be competing for that. Nampa has a solid group of kids that can win in the five A. So it's between them. Four A, I think um, BK can have up to four or five champions possibly. Um, yeah, beyond that, uh, Jacob, uh, the other divisions. What's your thoughts? I think BK, like total. Yeah. yeah Casting Meadow, uh, Scallinger, Martino, of course. That's what probably that's Martino's dad. So <laughs> right. He's got, a, he's got a point. Uh, South, South could have 106, Hobbs, uh, Clark. I mean, they could have three or four. Same way. I think three to four, probably there's a couple of teams with that. Meridian, Post Falls. I'll Min- give you. Uh, oh, go ahead. Min- I was gonna say maybe Minico, but <clears throat> Minico more is depth. They just beat you with the death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, they won a yeah. tournament with depth. They won the Red Halverson because they had a yeah, lot of depth. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you guys one from the two A ranks. If things break right, I think maybe New Plymouth could possibly get 
you know, that three to four guys we're talking about. So I'll, I'll give new Plymouth a little, a little love there as well. But man, Vincent, that's a great question. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, yeah. Bugsy says Minico possibly. Well, we'll see. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, oh, and Bugsy agree. agree with me. New Plymouth is good. Yes. I'll just take on Bishop Kelly. BK. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to put stuff in stone. It's February 1st. I'll start marking it down. Yes. Uh, Troy Hobbs from South Fremont talking about club wrestling. He says, we started the Upper Valley Aces when Sawyer was seven. That was 13 years ago, and you can see our success. If you stick with it, you will see results. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. It do- it doesn't happen overnight, Al, though, right? It does take time, and you have to be patient with it. But if you do it right and you build it with a strong foundation, look at what's going on in South Fremont. Yeah, once you build a culture, it's a culture. People want to be part of it. Everybody yeah. sees like how good they are now, but they have no idea what they really had to go go through to build that. I know Troy real well, and it, it took him a lot, but – I mean, now that's who you want to be, South Fremont. Yep, they're the gold standard for sure. Uh, Bugsy wants to give a shout-out uh, in 2A Wrestling. Kellogg making some noise. We, we talk about Kellogg a lot. They're kind of – those North teams are always hard to get a gauge on, but uh, t- to me, 2A is the most wide open in terms of the team race, right? It could be yeah. Plymouth. It could be Ryrie. It could be Kellogg. It could be – uh, Declo, West Side. I mean, there's no shortage of really good 2A teams. Malad. Yeah. Yeah, Malad. Yeah, I totally planked on Malad. But yes, Malad also very good. Kellogg's um, tough, though. I mean, Kellogg, they had a couple guys beat some really good 3A, 4A, 5A dudes at North Idaho. Like, they they were a good 3A team. So, I mean, yes. it could be interesting. And they might get a lot of guys in the tournament. They, yeah. they have enough depth that. Yeah, I think at their divisional, they've they've got a really good or their district, they've got a really good chance to get a lot of guys through uh into state for sure. Lynn Hammond, post falls Trojans. I I was wondering where all my post fall, you know, usually we got the Trojan fans on here making lots of noise tonight, but uh um Zach from Moscow says, Yeah, Kellogg should really shake it up at districts. Yeah, the big storyline is Kellogg moving down from three A to two A this year. And being one of the bigger teams now in the 2A uh, race. So, yeah, Zach, I agree. That's going to definitely make an impact on that 2A. Um, Bugsy wants to know, is 2A, 1A going to be a 16-man bracket this year? Um, Al, we just got the state tournament. Well, you did, and then you forwarded it to me. You got the uh, state tournament schedule. Have you looked at it super closely yet? No, I haven't looked at it in, in depth. Just basically the time schedule. That's yeah. mainly what I focused on. So as far as the bracket size, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard anything on the contrary. They could be thinking so. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement that it uh, probably is going to be for sure. Um, Bethany says, okay, I'm po- I'm post false too. Okay. Yeah. That's why I want everybody to say where they're from. Cause I'm still learning, you know, names and where, where everyone's so, at. So Brandon, okay, can I pivot just a little bit to the girls? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, I want to, uh, you know, at the same time of uh, Red Halverson, just down the road a bit, had the Big Mountain uh, Girls Invitational in Burley. Um, you know, it's an up-and-coming tournament. They had, a, uh, of the placers and all the weight groups, they had 22 that were ranked in the state. But uh, 
Just a shout out to Canyon Ridge High School. I was talking to coaches earlier. I think at Jay Bird, they're starting to grow. They won the tournament, uh, beating out uh, number two ranked Columbia. Now, granted, I don't think Maria Cifuentes was in that tournament, which would have made a difference. Columbia may have won it then, but then Rocky Mountain, which is up and coming, the girls took third. So, uh, you know, it was a good tournament overall. I just want to give a shout out to the people that run that tournament. Yeah, the, and these girls' tournaments are getting bigger and bigger. You talked about Jaybird, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It was the largest one ever, and, yeah, it just keeps going and going. And, and yeah, we've got some – now we're getting some some shout-outs for the ladies. Bugsy, Alyssa Randall's from Coeur d'Alene is tough. Not afraid to wrestle tough boys either in the past. You know, Al, yeah, think about how far we've come where girls had to compete against boys – not that long ago and now here we are with girls able to compete on their own it's so exciting to see um the, the standalone for sure um yeah because the sport of wrestling is according to what i was told the sport of wrestling sanctioned where the boys and girls are sponsored girls can still wrestle the boys but the day comes in the future if it happens if girls sanction a girl's sport and boys are individual then they won't be able to compete but i think that's down the down the trough a ways yeah, and we're getting more shout-outs. A uh, couple of Post Falls fans love Abby Piper. Zach Phelps says, uh, on the girls' side, Kyler Scott from Century is a beast. Super tough freshman for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Jimenez from uh, Caldwell. Uh, so there's a lot of good uh, yeah. female wrestlers out there as well. I think she's at Oklahoma City College competing. Um uh, yeah. So yeah, she was yeah. solid. All she American, Pan American champ, gold yeah. medalist. Yep, and, and and now Alyssa Randall's is kind of the the big. Uh, so and we were talking about this too on a previous podcast about um, four time champs uh, in the state of Idaho. Those those championships that came before it was a sanctioned event should count, in my opinion. That should all count towards uh, mm. being recognized as a four time champion in girls wrestling for sure. So, mm -hmm. all right, guys, we are uh, approaching the one hour mark. I always say, you know, we're going to keep it to 30 to 40 minutes and then we get going in the chat. We get so many good questions. And so we went a little long again, but uh, I love engaging with the fans, but we'll, we'll kind of end it here. Uh, thanks to everybody that joined us tonight uh, on the live stream. Uh, and again, as a reminder, if you, if you would, before we duck out of here uh, for everyone that couldn't be here live tonight um, and, and want to come back and watch it again tomorrow, or even the next day, if you could just hit that like button uh, and and share this, retweet it, you know, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, like and share it. That helps everybody else that comes back down the line. It helps everybody else see it uh, a little easier. So big thanks for for doing that for us, Alan Jacob. As always, thanks guys. We really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, big thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back again next week for another live edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast, 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on IdahoSports.com. Thanks for watching.